Welcome to Live from Size Lounge, weekly conversations with alumni of Iowa State University. At the ISU Alumni Association, we strive to facilitate the lifetime connection of cyclones everywhere, communicating, connecting, and celebrating cyclone pride. This series is made possible thanks to the more than 43,000 members of the Alumni Association. If you are interested in staying connected to the university and receiving all the benefits and services of being a member, visit isualum.org to learn more. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome into Live from Size Lounge. My name is Matt Van Winkle with the ISU Alumni Association. Thanks to everyone tuning in here to our live broadcast and watching, it, watching or listening to the replay of this on Facebook, YouTube, or our podcast. If you haven't heard, you can now find our conversations with Iowa State alumni wherever you get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeart, Google Podcasts. Just search for the Iowa State University Alumni Association. Also, let us know where you're tuning in from today. We know that cyclones are everywhere, so comment what city and state you're watching from today. I can tell you that we are here at the Alumni Center. I'm here in Size Lounge in beautiful Ames, Iowa, where it may be fall, but we are seeing some snow fly already earlier this week. We had some snow. You maybe saw on our Facebook a video of some snow falling here in Iowa, and that means it's time to break out the winter coats and the hats. And we have some really cool, some nice Iowa State beanies, some nice hats that are for sale in our alumni store. You can visit isualum.org shop to see those. Um, and just as a reminder that the Alumni Association members get 15% off every day, plus no sales tax on all merchandise and apparel orders. So again, that's isualum.org shop. We are excited to welcome Buffy Peters as our guest today. Buffy graduated from Iowa State in 2012 with a bachelor's degree in child, adult, and family services, and also holds a degree in liberal studies. Soon after graduating, Buffy joined Hamilton's Academy of Grief and Loss, as the Academy Coordinator and became Director in 2017. She provides grief information, education, resources, and support to children, families, and professionals in the Des Moines metro community and beyond. So please help me welcome Buffy Peters. Hey, Buffy. Hey, Matt. It's so good to see you. It's good to see you as well. So you yeah. are at your, it looks like you're at your, the Hamilton's Academy for Grief and Loss right now. I can see behind you. Yes, yes. I'm in my office in West Des Moines, and behind yep. me you see our beautiful lending library. So that, that's also my office, which is awesome. Very cool. And I, I know you have a friend that's back there, so you may hear, you may hear him occasionally. <laughs> we'll talk about him later, but who's, be yes. who's behind you? I have Bear here. I gave him his Kong with his peanut butter, so hopefully <laughs> he's good to go. Um, but he is our, our uh, therapy dog in training. Uh, he can't quite pass his test because he's very food motivated. So, yes, um, But we work with him every day here in the academy, and he loves meeting people, and he's a great addition. For sure. Well, as I mentioned earlier, you hold two degrees from Iowa State. You recently got your degree in Child, Adult, and Family Services, but you also were a student uh, a few years before that. So, mm -hmm. Buffy, why did you decide to go back to Iowa State and get a second degree? Yeah, I just loved it so much the first time I had to go back. Uh, no, I was, uh, so the first time I went to Iowa State, I graduated in 2004, and I was one of those teenagers that did not know what they wanted to do when they grew up. I really liked creative writing, and so I took a lot of uh, creative writing classes at Iowa State and loved it, um, but during my senior year that first time, um, my best friend was killed. And I had a really, really difficult time, hard time finding support, um, just 
really, really hard time during that time. And so it was the lack of support that I could find that made me want to support other people. So I've always been the kind of person that would love to help people, but I just didn't know what that meant. Um, and so then it became really clear to me that that's, that's what I wanted to do. So I was working, uh, you know, in Ames as a young adult and I was working at the radio station. That's where I met Matt, of course. Right. <laughs> and I just decided, I Googled one day, how can I work with grieving people? Um, and all the jobs that I was really actually interested in doing, I needed that human services degree. And so when I saw that Iowa State had the child, adult, and family services, and that one of the jobs could be supporting grieving people that I could do with that, it was really a no-brainer for me. And oh my gosh, I loved it. I, all the things that I learned was so applicable. And I knew that the grief field was very small. So if I couldn't at least work, you know, with grieving people, maybe I could do something in foster care or um, all the other human service uh, fields that you could go into as well. So it was really that need for, okay, I need the degree to get the job in the human service field to go that, that way. So when you were a student here at Iowa State, were you able to get some internship experience or did you have any involvement with Hamilton's where you are at now? Or what, yeah. kind, of, what kind of experience did you get as a student? Yeah, it was actually really cool because the one class, and I was so excited about it, was death as a part of living. So I was like, yes, this is my class. I got like an A++. I got like 100.5% in the class as a whole. And one of the things that we did in some of our classes was we toured some different human service agencies. And one of them was the academy. We actually came out to the West Town Parkway location. And I put on Facebook, I see it like in my memories pop up every year about, oh my gosh, this would be my dream job this would be amazing well the academy at that time was one person it's now two full-time people uh, so i knew again that it was a long shot for me to actually work with grieving people but i mean it even started back then and then during that class we had people come you know from different agencies that helped grieving people and Amanda the panda was one of them that came to talk to us and they had a sign up sheet to sign up to volunteer and from that moment on I was an avid volunteer with them and the really cool thing about that and I always tell students when I come back to Iowa State to talk to them is do not underestimate the power of volunteering especially in human services the reason I got my job was because of one my degree but two because of my experience uh, you know volunteering at Amanda the Panda that really set me up to be able to work here. So tell us a little bit about Hamilton's Academy for Grief and Loss and how you how you ultimately ended up there and kind of the work that you do there now. Yeah, so the Academy of Grief and Loss, we provide grief-related education, information, resources, and support to the community. And the thing is, the community is much more than this, just the Des Moines metro area. We were actually in Ames yesterday for Ames High um, to talk to some students that were grieving. So we kind of go all over um, the state as well. And the one good thing with the pandemic is we're national. So we've been doing national webinars and just really advocating for those that are grieving. Um, certainly, we do support the families that we serve through Hamilton's Funeral Home. Um, and there's some programs that we do specifically for that, uh, but really 90% uh, of 
the programs that we have is open to anyone. Um, some of the pictures that you're showing right now, those are some of our kids programs. Um, we do little kids, three and a half to six year olds, and we also do first through sixth graders. Those are called little hands and healing hearts. We provide grief support in schools, whether that is, um, you know, somebody has died and it's crisis debriefing services, or I just have a group of students that, that are grieving. Can you come you know, and do a six week grief group. So we're in the midst of trying to figure that stuff all out right now, of course. Uh, we're doing some of those virtually, some in person. Uh, so it just kind of depends, you know, what the school is able to do as well. Uh, so we do adult support as well. I mean, we just kind of try and meet people where they're at. Uh, many people will just call in and say, hey, I'm grieving what support is available for me. I'm so sorry if you hear him. He's like chewing on a plastic thing. So. <laughs> Well, let's let's bring him up since he's already here. Sure, I know that, yeah. I know that that's something that you, when you got to Hamilton's, you were telling me that this was something that you kind of started a few years ago was this mm -hmm. therapy dog program, right? Yeah, yeah. So I've always been an advocate. I've been telling our family owners, hey, we need dogs in the funeral home. Every time I saw like an article about it, I would send it to them saying, hey, we should do this. And being a huge animal lover, I just, I knew it, how much helpful um, it would be for those that are grieving. And so the program actually started. Holly Miller um, is one of our family owners and huge animal person. And so she was like, okay, let's give this a try. And so the two dogs that came on are Lola and Finland. Um, They're actually not licensed. We call them family support dogs. And they belong to a couple of our staff members, Morgan and Amber. And really, they're there just to greet people and do all of that. Now, uh, being in schools, I knew that it would be really important if we were to bring on an animal that we would want to have them licensed so that they can go into the schools and be able to do those crisis responses with us. Um, and as you see there, Bear, he's a beautiful beast dog. That's what I call him. Um, he is a chow mix and he is just a, a delight. People love him. The kids love him in our kids groups, all of that. Um, and he's a really smart dog, very quick learner. His biggest problem is he loves treats and he has to be able to pass the test without his hot dog. So um, we've been working on that. And of course, COVID kind of interrupted our training, but we still bring him to work every day and he works with us and gets to meet people and work on his greetings and realize that not everybody wants to be licked in the face by him. So, um, but you see, I mean, kids just light up and they love him. Uh, how is Bear at social distancing? I'm curious. I'm sure he. I'm sure he's not great at it. No, and he really doesn't like masks. So <laughs> we go out there fully masked, and he's like, "Wait, like I don't know where to kiss you on your face." And so he's licking eyebrows or necks, and uh, but the people just love it. And even just seeing our staff, especially when mm -hmm. the pandemic really hit at first, and there were so many, you know, restrictions and just the, the lightness that the dogs bring to this workplace and seeing him go out there when there's a funeral service going on. I mean, people just, especially the kids, but even adults like, oh my gosh, there's a dog here and I'm just letting him out to go to the bathroom or something. Um, so it's just, it's wonderful to have them here. Yeah. Well, Buffy, this, this past year has been so difficult for everybody, especially those who maybe have lost a loved one to COVID-19 or in been impacted in a major way because of the virus. So how have you and your team kind of adapted to the pandemic and kind of assisting people through this difficult yeah. time? It's, it's hard. I think everybody's having a hard time. Um, when it first hit, of course, there were a lot of restrictions on funerals and that 
was devastating, not only to our funeral directors, but also to the staff, um, you know, to the families that they were serving. And the thing that we've really seen is that with the pandemic, there is an added layer of um, trauma that's been added to people's grief. And so it's just difficult. And we tell people all the time, you know, how hard it is and that it's okay that you're struggling and that there is still that support. And so, especially when you could only have 10 people at your funeral, um, a lot of people postpone their services. And certainly we were able to work with them to you know, be able to reschedule that. Um, on my end, as far as, you know, doing grief support, we had to really pivot. Do you see this? He is literally, hey, stop that. He is such a good boy. And now he's just acting the fool. Come over here. He knows that he knows that you're on. He's camera. like, mom's on TV. So I have to like, she's on the internet. Come over here. Uh, actually go in the kennel. Go. Kennel. Um, so, you know, we, we really had to be able to pivot and provide support in the best way possible. Um, he went in his kennel. He's such a good boy. Um, and so we've had to do, we did a zoom group with three and a half to six year olds. Like that's called just madness. And it was wonderful and they did great. Um, and so now we're kind of at that point where we're trying to figure out how do we now, you know, since we can be around each other, how do we do that safely? How do we provide the services for people that they really need and want? And then thinking, of course, now the holidays are coming up. So you had these people, their person died, maybe their funeral services were impacted. And now the holidays, these other special days that are being impacted as well. Um, so it's been really hard, but the silver lining of it is we do have the technology to be able to make things happen. Um, we've been able to our pet loss group, we have people coming from California, like the East Coast, which that's amazing to be able to reach even more people. Um, so we have to be grateful for what we have, but we know that that's just not the same, um, you know, but we just try and work with what we've got. I think we're all trying to apply things that we are just learning about stuff that we didn't learn when we were in college, right? Stuff that mm -hmm. just has been thrown our way. But maybe yeah. what are some of the things that you did learn here at Iowa State that are really helping you um, with your career right now? Mm -hmm. You know, I think the biggest thing, which it, it was being at Iowa State while I was a grieving college student, was knowing that the world doesn't stop when your world falls apart. And that's something I've carried throughout my life. And it was because of the support I had from my teachers that, hey, Buffy, we know you're going through a tough time. Let's figure out how we can get your class, you know, assignments turned in and how they really tried to support me. And I think, of course, with my human services degree, uh, the child adult family services, they're I'm a proud HDFSer for life, um, but the things that we learn, talking about these different theories and how we can support people and, and just how to connect with others and the resources that are available, um, I think a lot of that has really helped and just being able to be flexible and still be able to, to provide those services. Um, you know, we still you know, work with HDFS and we come and talk to the students and provide, you know, internship opportunities and, um, you know, service learning opportunities as well. And so it's great to still be connected and have those connections with, you know, the people there. And yeah, I'm a proud Iowa Stater and so always will be. <laughs> well, Buffy, what advice? We kind of talked about some of the struggles that people may be going through right now, but maybe somebody has lost a loved mm -hmm. one due to COVID or maybe somebody that just lost somebody from something else, but what advice would you maybe give somebody that's grieving right now or somebody that's going through a difficult time yeah. right now, especially? You know, I think the biggest thing, Matt, is that 
what you're going through is a natural and normal reaction to loss. And I think that speaks to everybody during this pandemic, that if you're struggling right now, it is a natural and normal reaction to a very unnatural thing that none of us were prepared to deal with. And when we add the death of someone, we hear so often from people, you know, either, oh my gosh, people are actually talking about grief and loss right now. And so I don't feel like I have to hide how I'm feeling or the opposite that I feel like my person doesn't even matter because everybody has something going on. Everybody's grieving something and it almost seems to minimize that. And so I just think for those of you that have had someone special die during this time, allow yourself to feel however you're feeling know that everything that's going on around us, the pandemic, civil unrest, the election, like everything is making that even worse. And so we have to be gentle with ourselves and be able to accept, okay, this is how I'm feeling. What are some good ways to get those feelings out? What are adaptive ways? There are lots of maladaptive ways to cope with our feelings, right? Um, But what are maybe some good ways? And also knowing that right now, our normal coping skills one may not be available because of restrictions or because of how we feel about going into a gym or, you know, you name it. And two, because we are all under this certain layer of trauma, those coping skills just don't work like they used to. And that's just, you know, how, how it is. And so knowing that all of these things, like if you feel terrible and miserable right now, you are not alone. Also, there is grief support available. Um, That's again, another good thing that even if you don't have a local you know, grief center, there are national grief centers open right now doing Zoom groups, doing those things that it, please reach out for help if you need that. There's nothing wrong with you if you need a little bit of extra support to help you through a really, really difficult time. Yeah. Well, Iowa State University graduates, yourself included, are using their degrees to make their communities, Iowa and the world a better place. Buffy, how have you been able to use your degree to make an impact in people's lives? Yeah. You know, it is so crazy because I never thought, one, that I'd go to college. And the reason I came to Iowa State in the first place was because my best friend Sarah talked me into it. Like she wanted me to be a roommate. We lived in Fredrickson Court. We had had the best time. And so for her to believe in me that I could do that and then for myself to believe that was huge. And the support that I got at Iowa State to be able to, you know, follow my heart, chase my dreams people believing in me and things that I didn't quite believe in myself, I think is something that I will always carry with me. And honestly, I never thought I would be here. I have my dream job because of Iowa State. So again, I'm eternally grateful for that. And I know that the work that we do every single day for those that are grieving is huge. And it impacts their life in in so many ways, from the minuscule things of We're sending these care packages, checking in on people and how much that means because everyone else has forgotten. Or I spend some time on the phone with someone who's grieving and just looking for those resources or a dad that's that's really struggling on how do I talk to my son after his mom has died and really being able to support him and get him the resources he needs. All of this would not be possible without Iowa State. And so I appreciate so much the confidence that that I was able to learn and that it instilled in me and to be able to make this world, either whether it is just here in Polk County or Iowa or whatever, to make our world 
a better place because those people who are grieving are able to be supported. And for someone who felt, you know, the lack of support for my grief to be able to provide that, it's honestly, it's a dream come true. Well, it's interesting when you said earlier, you guys have really been able to reach people from, you know, other states, other parts of the world, really through being able to go digital and reach mm -hmm. people through Zooms and stuff like that. So um, Buffy, where can people find out more information about Hamilton's and um, what you guys are doing? Yeah, so please check out our website. Our website is hamiltonsfuneralhome.com. That's Hamilton's with an S. We have a ton of really great resources, printable handouts, COVID-related um, handouts, all of that stuff is on there. We also have a Facebook page, Hamilton's Academy of Grief and Loss. Uh, we even have an Instagram, HFH Academy as well. Um, but please, yeah, take a look at our website and that's got our contact information right on there. Um, so whatever you're grieving, COVID-related or not, Maybe, too, another thing that people are kind of caught off guard by is that my person died a few years ago, and all of a sudden, I have some really heavy grief feelings resurging. That's totally normal. Again, we are in a very abnormal time in our lives, and it's totally normal for all of that to be coming back up. So please check out our website. A lot of really great information on there. Kate on uh, on YouTube is wondering how people can donate to the Academy, if that's possible, and she says yeah. thanks for your work. Oh, you're so sweet, Kate. Thank you. So the Academy, we are very unique. We are a division of Hamilton's Funeral Home. So we are funded through the funeral home. And that's a good thing because we don't have to try and raise money, right? Um, however, we do have a lot of people asking where they can donate to um, to help us. One is we have a very large wish list of books. So if you do want to donate money, definitely let us know. Um, and we can maybe order some books and, you know, put a little inscription that you, you, you were made that possible. Um, and so we can always use that money for things like that. Excellent. Yeah, well, Buffy, thank you great. so much for joining us today and partnering with us to, to bring us this Live from Size Lounge interview and sharing with people what you're doing and the great work that you're doing at Hamilton. Yes. Well. well, well, thank you so much again. I'm sorry that Bear decided to no, it's throw okay. a fit. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. How, how is Bear? He's, he's passed out in his kennel okay, now. Okay, good. Yep, well, yep. The, the pictures the pictures that I pulled up with him were really were really cute. I'm sure he's great with all the kids and yes, the coming as well. He is awesome. Well, Buffy, thanks again and have a great rest of your day. Okay. You too. You too, Matt. It was good to see you. You too. All right, that is Buffy Peters, and thank you so much for joining us again. Let us know where you're watching from. We're curious if you're watching this after the after the live broadcast. Let us know where you're watching from. Really curious to see where people are tuning in from. And again, if you've missed this, you can find it on our Facebook, our YouTube, or on podcast. Just search for the Iowa State University Alumni Association. That's it from Size Lounge. We'll see you again next time. Thanks so much for joining us, everyone.